hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and whoever else might need it. We're your hosts, Imani and Candace. Hey guys, we're back. What's up? It has we been skipped some like time. Two episodes. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, life be lifing. So we out here. Life definitely be lifing. Hope y'all been lifing too. Hope everybody's <laughs> healthy and sane and, you know. Yeah. That's, yes, healthy and sane. Please. That's the prayer I pray over everybody. Every single day. Every day is looking less healthy and less sane. I'd be like, Lord, thank you for a healthy body and a sane mind. That's mm-hmm. how I know I'm getting old because I'd be so grateful for a healthy body. <laughs> we are also in the middle of a panorama. So, I'm right. A healthy body is a luxury. Okay. It is. It is. Praise to everybody that may be sick or struggling with uh, the panoramic right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of exciting stuff that has happened, um, like culturally lately, though. Like, yeah, that's true. The Gucci and Jeezy concert is what I'm calling it. That was it. great. I had a ball, okay? A full okay. on. We was in this apartment party. going crazy, yes. okay? Loud. Me yeah. and my friend set up a section. We had a little section with. And we did? Well, it wasn't and a section, <laughs> yeah, I had I had I made some lemon pepper wings. That was lemon pepper medium, not hot. Yeah, lemon pepper medium with some French fries, lemon pepper seasoning on the fries. Yes, <laughs> I was too. like, I was like, okay, American Deli, I see me. <laughs> uh, oh, I miss American Deli so much. I know, me too. I had my wings. We had other libations, Come and we libations. had Gucci and cheese <laughs> on the TV, girl. <laughs> It was great. It was you know so how funny. Florida people act when they get kind of chilly. My friend, she made chilly. It was actually a little cold. When I tell people it's cold in Florida, they're like, what is cold? Sticks, I know. Somebody cold. just said the same thing to me yesterday. They was like, I'm interested to know what chilly is to you. And I was like, it was like mid-60s. They right. were like, if you don't get out of my face. <laughs> but that wet cold is, is a different kind of cold. For real. Yes. So um, we had chilly. She made chilly and grilled cheese. And she had the stuff if you wanted to make mm. you a little Frito pie. And we had some Ooh. rice. Because y'all know I love rice with everything. And I eat rice with my chili. So we had that. And then we also had the libations. And we had hookah. And I don't even smoke hookah often. But, you know, I just, we was at the club. We was at the club. So, so I, you got to do what I you got to do. I did what I had to do. only thing I ain't do is... Uh, after Jesus said one thing about it, two things for sure. I did not stand up on her couch. I was very respectful, but I wanted oh, to. I'm not gonna hold you. I wanted that to. Gas I was me. screaming. <laughs> and I'm I'm not even a Jeezy fan like that. I I feel like for some reason, the city of Louisville goes very hard for Young Jeezy. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what our connection to that man is, but I know a lot of his music because of that. Mm-hmm. Like my friends will make me go to Jeezy concerts and stuff with them. Yes, but. Concert. 
Girl, he was there every year for Derby. I don't know what I have no idea what what the ties are, what the connection <laughs> is, but people in Louisville love Jeezy. But when he did that whole lead in, hey, Girl. that got me up. Girl. I was very gassed. I, like, I was like, okay. And it was on beat. Right. Girl, <laughs> he knew he knew Gucci was gonna play truth, and he was like, the minute he played it, gonna drop. I feel like they both knew what each other was doing because that the way they squashed the beef at the end, it went too smoothly. It meant, it went way too smoothly. I feel like they talked it out beforehand. Well, they definitely had conversations beforehand, including the fact that Gucci was going to play. I don't know if the conversation was one-on-one about what would be played, but like Gucci said, he did say, like, I said this need to be some street stuff. If I can't play truth, then I ain't coming. He said he said that, but um, last week or like the week before it happened, Gucci manager was on Clubhouse and she said that they had had a conversation that a conversation had been had. So, um, girl, I'm I'm going full PR and saying that not only was a conversation had, they decided that they were going to do um so icy at the end yeah, together. I'm so they sure needed the to be able to squash everything. So they squashed it before, but. They let each other behave as they would had they not squashed the beat. Yeah. So they came there to give you a show, and then they did so icy at the end with it. Because I did nobody apologize or nothing. It was just, come on, we can squash the beat. I'm like, you tried to have this man killed. Yeah, well, so Somebody that's... had to have apologized well, at some point off screen. That's what I'm thinking. So my thing is, I don't really feel like... I, I feel like there was an agreement that we got a contract to go do a job. But at the end of the day, like, if you're from the hood or, like, whatever you are, however you feel as a man, you're going to behave how you're going to behave. And that's why I don't have an issue with how Gucci acted. I would have had a bigger issue if he would have just came in there on some kumbaya because I wouldn't have understood that at all. Now, had it truly been squat, I don't think, like, I think it's like a, we can, I can get my money without having to fully beef with you on camera anymore. It's, It's what i took from that i don't think that that was necessarily a performance of the way things went i think that there was an agreement that they was gonna get through the job but i think gucci was still also like but at the end of the day it's been 15 years and i'm i'm gonna get what i gotta say oh no 100 percent. like i think that that's what i think was the agreement mm-hmm. was that whatever i planned to do i'm still doing that yes because that's what i came to do like i'm not i didn't come here to be a friend i came here to do what I came to do. And I'm going to do my same set. We can do so I see at the end and squash things. That's what I think they talked about beforehand. Yeah. But that's just my mind. That's just because. And it was really. It was literally. I did not have that thought until that moment. And I was like. They about to do so I see. As soon as I heard I him knew say, they was going to do Forget icy. everybody in this room. Icy, I would have gonna... said. I would have yes. said versus comments on fire. <laughs> that's like Brandy and Monica not doing the boy's mind. And Monica didn't actually do it, so there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that goes to show you. They be like, listen, I can't get this check. I didn't say uh-huh. I was about to be nobody friend. I don't think I don't think they did it the way that Gucci yeah, did. Yeah, I think well, <laughs> they came right. there on something else. <laughs> I think I really do, like, but girl, I wasn't worried about this girl. I just came because they asked me to show up. But I think I'm, no, the I, but Monica did say that they did. really did want to to come there and do their you know do their best and and not do. Not be beefing because yeah. it's just not worth it no more. So I, I mean, I think they came in with the right attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't. I think they the goal have... of 
because it was not gonna happen. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Like Gucci was always yeah. supposed to be the person. It was never supposed to be Ti. There wasn't no Ti got a scandal. He got took off. It was never. Don't nobody want to see Ti battle Jeezy. Ti got more hits than Jeezy. Just like Jeezy got more hits, depending on what crowds you from, than Gucci man. But their their verses made sense. Jeezy and Ti to me is not a good matchup. Not even from a hit for hit perspective. It just it don't match. I didn't really want opinion. to see Jeezy and T.I. I did not want to see that at all. But like, so I wasn't going to watch I it. I feel like, with, <laughs> I, I don't think I would I, lo- I love T.I. though, so I, I probably would still watch. But I feel like I would have hated the whole, I wouldn't watch it all the way through. Let me stop lying. But I feel like Gucci and Jeezy doing it, it was like, if we are going to do it, it needs to be for a purpose bigger than us because niggas is really out here dying over some beef stuff and trying mm-hmm. to be like us. And I think so the goal was, even if that wasn't the goal for Gucci, because honestly, I don't think Gucci care enough for that to be the goal for him. But I do think that that was always Jeezy's intention. And I think that's why he said what he said, because before he said that, it was said on Clubhouse for the very same reason of why yeah. they wanted it to happen. So that's how I knew, like, this is like some multiple people, not just Jeezy and Gucci, multiple t- people came to a table and said that this is going to be healthy for our culture. So this is why we need yeah. to do this, you know. I think Gucci just but they, plays and they gave too much, Gucci a big and old he chip. he came there to play. So I enjoyed that. That's whole what part. he went to do. I I, I so glad if because if Gucci it. came there and did anything other than what he did, we all would have been suspicious. Yeah, I would. And been it like, wouldn't have been really entertaining. Might be a clone. <laughs> I would have been like, this is not entertaining at all. Did nobody want to come see y'all shake hands and dap each other right. up? Like I get it, Jeezy's trying to rebrand, but Gucci ain't. Let Gucci, him be Gucci. Gucci is being good, and that's why when people was like, he just did. I'm like, okay, well, so you know what it is. You ain't never really been to no neighborhood that breeds people like Gucci, and that's why you don't understand why he's <laughs> right. You ain't like never, this. you ain't never got roasted by nobody, girl, like Gucci because that's the one that always rides. Thank y'all. you. Please understand, he don't care if he ruined Christmas. He's not gonna feel bad for nobody. He's not apologizing. I swear. Do y'all not remember Gucci when he had that snow cone on his face? That man don't care. <laughs> he. He gave me the show that I feel like I deserved. I, I had a great time. I appreciated all of that. Like, and then people on Twitter are just so funny. Like, reading them tweets, one of them was like, Jeezy was like, yeah, I was recording this in the studio back in 2000. And it's like, and Gucci like, the next song, f*** Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> For my next selection, I will be doing I Hate Jeezy. He can die um, tomorrow. Start the track, DJ. <laughs> Like every song had a shot at Jeezy in it, and right. I was living. And I feel like Gucci that. feel like Gu- at the end of the day, Gucci still had something to say to this man. Like I think it was kind of like, understand me, if you ever do that again, mm-hmm. this yep. is what it is. But then on the flip side, of that it is kind of like, I mean, Gucci, this man is still walking though. At the end of the day, <laughs> he's like still. It alive. could all take a turn whenever, but. For them to come there and really, you know, get out, get the things off that chest. Well, Gucci got off his chest. With Gucci said what he had to say. <laughs> and then, you know, and then just be like, you know what? We just going to dead. It's been 15 years. It is what it is. Like, bro, if they can do that in public, that was nice. I agree. I appreciate like, that. Never going to see you. They, they don't never have to interact anymore if they don't choose to. But I think this was necessary. The beef happened publicly, so I think it's cool that they cleaned it up the way they did publicly. Yeah. That was cute. Um, that was a great time, and a time uh, was so let's. 
<laughs> the ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into the show. Um, um, this is going to be a cool episode. I remember like when the pandemic first started, I was struggling to not make all of my content about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we had this conversation too. Like, we don't want to be so morbid and so doomsday that every time we get on here to talk, it's about the pandemic. Right. It's about quarantine. It's about, you know, I was so sick of quarantine content by like the fourth year. Girl, by the fourth day. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot. But, um, you know, there are some things to evaluate. We're still in, in a pandemic. We are no longer quarantined, but we are still very much in danger of contracting a very contagious disease every day. And um, it is taking a toll on people's romantic lives and just our general human connectivity with one another. Um, And obviously that changes the way we date, that changes the way we love. And that can also shift our shift or update our love languages. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about updating our love languages. Um, Let's do a brief recap for those who don't know what love languages are. They are a um, categorical, uh, like, distinction of, like, the five primary ways that people give and receive affection um, by, what is, I don't never remember this man's name. What is his name? Gary something? I don't remember. I have it right. uh, Chapman. Um, And so he came up with these. He came up with the quiz that will... Um, help tell you where you fall on the list of um, love languages and those love languages are words of affirmation acts of service quality time gifts touch and uh oh no that's it and that five yes i just say words of affirmation quality time acts of service gifts and physical touch so um clearly being Afraid to or advise not to expose yourself to people um, over long periods of time, your love languages can be affected. And I don't think that people understand that love languages are not necessarily static and that they can come with very specific reasons why you have you favor a certain love language. Because oh, another thing that people don't realize is that. Love languages don't mean that this is the only way that you know how to communicate right. love. It's your Preference. preferred way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you, you're ranking them. That doesn't mean that you never want to experience physical touch if it's your fifth, if it's fifth on your ranking. It just means it's not as important as what it, your number one one is. Like, maybe you won't flip out if you haven't been touched in two days, but you will flip out if you haven't received some type of affirmation or reassurance from your partner. Um, and I don't mean like flip out violently. I mean like start to question whether or not you're being loved. Um, so what are your love like? What is what's your top love language, Candice? Uh, my love languages um, pre-pandemic were definitely the first was quality time and then words of affirmation. So I think. Well, I guess are you gonna ask me yes. if it's changed? Okay. <laughs> so those are my top two. Um, Probably physical touch is more at the farthest part of the list. Um, but definitely my top two are um, quality time. And quality time, when I look at the test, I think that was like like levels above my second ranking. So quality time was is like most important for me. 
Uh, cool. And mine were words of affirmation and acts of service, which honestly, I was able to kind of thrive in a pandemic because of that because Mm -hmm. all I need is for somebody to reassure me that everything's fine and to do nice things for me like you can do something nice you can send me something you can send me do something thoughtful whatever and you can do that at a distance like all the things that I really needed were at a distance at first however (laughs) the pandemic shook that all up because Mm -hmm. when you're deprived of something your need for it can increase. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's just general, like, supply and demand. Like, if there isn't, if something is not available to you, you notice a little bit more how much you need it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so now, what do you think your love languages look like? So, um, quality time is still important to me, but I think that, um it's shifted more I will say I think for me words of affirmation are a lot more important to me now Mm -hmm. um than they were before because there is this lack of time being able to be spent that I feel like I need the affirmations to still feel loved if that makes sense because there's no like opportunity to still do that and then acts of service have moved up on that list because it is a lot easier to do some kind of active service right now maybe than necessarily spend quality time and for me quality time could honestly like be a FaceTime date or whatever but the pandemic has affected everybody in different ways I have some friends and loved ones that have had less time because of the pandemic mm-hmm. to be able to stay in touch with people more often and then on the flip side um, I, I, I will say I think the blessing of the pandemic is like even though I dealt with a lot of grief during this time because I, I had so many, you know, deaths in my family back to back, that quality time kicked in when I got to be around my family and spend right. time with them regardless of the situation. But um, definitely, like I said, words of affirmation, like people telling me that they love me, me having the opportunity to tell people that I love them and just reassuring me that even though like the quality time can't necessarily be spent, that I'm important to them has helped me a lot because the lack of quality time really messed with me in in a like real way like when I was joking about issues with my relationship like that went into overtime because of the pandemic like not having because we can't like really go like we're all we were already long distance mm-hmm. um and then it's the pandemic so not really a whole lot of opportunity to travel so not being able to like use quality time in another way consistently that was leaving me frustrated and so I like that made this need for affirming how you feel about me like intensify yes Um, so that that definitely was a shift for me I will agree with the fact that uh, I've had a major shift in my love language like that I was getting the affirmations I was getting some of the um, acts of service, some, but I wasn't getting physical touch, which I didn't think that I needed a lot of it, but that's because I there was never a shortage of physical mm-hmm. touch. In any of my relationships, I was always being touched and that was fine. So I never valued it that high. I don't, I didn't need it. It was always there. 
what I didn't always have was someone reassuring me of all of that. So now yes. that I, that was the only thing I had left. Now it's like, but ain't nobody touching me. What's wrong? We can't hug. <laughs> we can't kiss. I can't hold your hand. Like we can't cuddle on the couch. Like I need that. Something. Like mm-hmm. I need, because, and then like, it's hard to tell some, well, I noticed for myself that it is hard for me to hear that someone loves me and it not be followed by some kind of yes because that's what I was used to and I really did not realize that until that piece of the equation was removed I thought Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be touched because it just wasn't important and it was because when was I not like and I always date men who are touchy-feely and so I didn't, I was, I never like lack that piece of it. I never lack holding hands. I never lack hugging, kissing, any of that. So now that we couldn't do it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Because like, I'm again used to that being followed by the action that I want. So like, yeah. yeah. And something interesting that I found on mgbrelationships.com or it's called mindbodygreen.com. Um, there are these criticisms here of the system of love languages, which I think are very valid. One, because I think if you understand what love languages are, it is not supposed to be this rigid category. Yeah, it's not supposed to be this rigid, like you have to date somebody who only loves like this because da 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 da. Um, there's a lot of room for other things mm-hmm. and other things to consider. And one of the things that I don't remember if we talked about this in our last, the last time we discussed love languages, but one of the um, criticisms was that they are broad concepts and it leans on practical simplicity. But we have to remember that humans are complex. Mm -hmm. So the reason, not only do I have to worry about where my love languages rank, I have to worry about why they are ranked that way and what the reason for that is. And, um, I think that my first two could be flip-flopped if there wasn't some trauma in my dating life. Like, acts of service would outrank words of affirmation if words of affirmation was not something that was always held over my head kind of abusively in relationships. Mm -hmm. Like... I wow, I never someone, thought about it that way. Yes, I, when I read this, it was like it doesn't take into account sexuality, culture, trauma, integra- intergenerational differences and nuances. And I was like, I, I've thought about that before, that the reason I need somebody to tell me that they love me or care about me or that I'm important is because when I was in relationships where that were on the unhealthy side, that was something that they would stop doing to yep. make me nervous. Mm-hmm. So they would stop talking to me altogether and that would make me very nervous and anxious and I would be freaking out. And so now I feel like I just have to have somebody reassure me and, and affirm me all the time. When if that never happened to me, I might like acts of service a little bit more than yeah. needing to be affirmed all the time. And on the flip side of that, I think like also I think acts of service is so low on my list because I that is how my father showed love when I wanted mm-hmm. quality time. So I think oh. I just looked so far because well, not necessarily acts of service, but because I relate acts or like of service gifts. to gift giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, I would prefer time because I've had somebody who used giving me gifts to fill that void. And so I don't, 
I appreciate it. You don't have the it, same response. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. So it's very low on my list for multiple reasons. So when I meet people that do that, if I'm asking for time and you're giving me a gift, I immediately freak out. Yeah. So because it, it kind of might signify that you won't get their time. Mm-hmm. Give me this that's instead, and that's all you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And so I bring that up to say I think that a lot of people are going to have to reevaluate their love language with those things in mind, with trauma in mind, because I don't care what nobody says, you are not coming out of a pandemic like this one without having experienced some form of trauma, whether it's being uncomfortable having to work from home all the time or, you know, the slight panic that you get when you forget your mask, like something. There was some kind of experience here that is going to shift your cultural experience in this country Mm -hmm. for a long time. And it's going to affect the way that we love one another. Because I don't know if we'll ever go back to wearing masks, to not wearing masks in public freely. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we will be able to gather in large groups for a long time. I don't know that we'll be able to freely hug and kiss people just randomly. Because, I mean, just think about it. How many people have you randomly, like, you randomly met and you hugged them because it was a reflex? I have. You know, I, like, I freak just, out when I shake somebody's hand and I forget that everything is going on. And I immediately feel like I need yeah. hand sanitizer. Or, like, when my friends introduce me to other people, I'm like, oh, hey, and I hug them, too, because I've already hugged my friend. But that's not a smart thing to do in the pandemic when everything is contagious. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, I mean, and I'm talking relationships, like, romantic relationships, friendships, fam- familial relationships. Like, there's going to be a lot for us to sort out about our love languages after this pandemic. Or, in, and by after the pandemic, I mean once we're in the clear from the disease, mm-hmm. but life it's different still. Yep. Um, but another point of criticism was that um, sometimes the love languages, if you are set on finding someone who loves exactly the way that you like, um, it promotes codependency and prevents partners from developing autonomy and authenticity. Authenticity. <laughs> and when we limit each other with a specific love language, we do not allow room for change. I agree. So, Keep that in mind, guys. Like, yes, you are looking for someone who loves in a way that is easy to to combine with the way that you love so that you understand one another. And so that it's a little simpler um, to work through conflict in that particular area. But that doesn't mean that people don't change. That doesn't mean that people don't grow. That doesn't mean that people's needs won't be different six months into your relationship, a year into your relationship. And it will, it could be a product of just them growing and learning themselves a little bit mm-hmm. more. It could be a product. It, it could be it, like, say if I really did. And I, I feel like I've done a lot of work on as far as healing goes from past relationships, but you know, there may come a time where I for real don't need affirmation as much anymore. And now I need something else. And if I'm not able to communicate that with my partner and my partner's not able to get on board, that now I need a little bit more of this other thing since we're good on the affirmation, then that could cause some friction Friction if they're not open to the idea that that can change, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. So, I think that has to, I, I think if we try to stick to like a one size fits all, like you won't have an opportunity to grow. You Like you will literally grow apart. Yeah, somebody is expecting you to stay the same the whole time. Yeah. So we do need to think of love languages in terms of 
broad strokes of things that you could need in relationships and they are in a ranking system that is not static Mm -hmm. they can be shifted at any point by any life happening by anything that goes on in your life externally or internally um they can switch out they can they can move around and if you understand each of them you don't even need to keep retaking the quiz all you have to do is pay attention to yourself which I say all you have to do is if it's a very simple thing to do. It's a simple concept, but it could be difficult to do. Right. But um, you, I mean, if you know what the love languages are, what they look like to you and for you, um, you and if you're like in tune with your own behaviors and, and kind of how you act when you need something or whatever, you can kind of see how you how your love languages, how you're kind of like floating between those rank, rankings and what else you might need more or you can just take the quiz over and over again it is free (laughs) and it's on the internet (laughs) um but honestly that's all i have for digging the scene because i just feel like this is just something that we don't discuss when we discuss love languages is their propensity i've never had the conversation in this way like I, i i think that's one i think that's a lot more helpful because i think especially with all these internet theorists and people mm-hmm. telling you what you should do I think that they do bring up love languages a lot in a way that like you need to know this for sure so that when you're out looking for your mate you know what kind of traits that they need to have blah 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 and while that could very well be true I think you first need to understand why those things are important to you like the article yes says. you like, have to know the why because yourself. if not you're also not going to fully understand why you're so upset that you're not getting it and it's not just oh, well, that's my love language and you don't love like me. Like, there's something behind why that is your preference or why it's not your preference. So, um, And it could be something that you need to work through and exactly. not something that is your partner's responsibility. Amen. Because if you are putting a burden on your partner to do something that is impossible for them to do, um, and I mean impossible in that you're asking for something that is too much, not mm-hmm. that that you are, you know, you're requiring something of them that they cannot provide because of the heaviness of what you're asking them to do. Right. Or um, something that you have not even been able to do yourself. You asking them to do exactly, work that you exactly can't what do. I was getting at is that you're, you're putting a lot of weight on them because there's something that you haven't done to clear that of yourself, like to clear or to, to validate that need for yourself um, to say, I need this because and for it to be a positive reason, like, and so, cause I just told you why I think that mine is words of affirmation and it is not a positive reason, like, mm-hmm. but also there are positive reasons why I prefer words of affirmation. I'm an over communicator. I don't mind being told how you feel about me. I actually like it. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel very good when someone is able to verbalize how they feel about me, but also that comes with the fact that when they don't I panic because of a negative ex- uh, not one negative experience some negative experiences yes. that I've had in dating so knowing that is one thing working on that is another thing healing from that is a whole nother thing mm-hmm. so we all have a lot of work to do we all have to search for partners or you know make meaningful connections in a way that we understand one another where why while still being able to say, I understand that, but it's not going to work for me. Or I understand that. And I'm willing to have patience about this thing. Right. Or whatever the case may be. Um, because at the end of the day, you're dealing with a human being. You're not dealing with a quiz. Your exactly. whole life. <laughs> it's a person and people are dynamic and we change and, you know, it's a wild ride. 
but it, I mean, just talking about it, it's a lot of work. It mm-hmm. is a lot of work. So keep that in mind. But, um, I mean, if all hearts and minds are clear, yes, that's the end and of the day <laughs> section, and we can move on. Okay. Hi, this is Imani. I just wanted to issue a brief trigger warning for this segment of the show. Um, it briefly discusses an instance of domestic violence and we don't want anyone to be in distress by hearing that so if you'd like to fast forward through that part this is your time thank you okay so um now we are moving on to the rescue me segment if this is your first time listening the rescue me segment is a segment that we use to allow our listeners to participate um, if you have a story that you want to share with us, you can send it to save the day SOS at gmail.com. Um, you can either record yourself or you could email um, the letter to us and we will read it out loud. For this week, um, I found a story in this. Uh, really, y'all, I mean, if y'all want to come join this group, just let me know because these people in here are crazy, like crazy. They are <laughs> crazy and they I prefer when you tell the <laughs> They sit up in here and they talk all day long. But, um, okay. So, this one, I think, is about, like, a coming to you as a woman. And we do have an episode on that. So, y'all should check it out. And it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Okay. So, and you know stories always going to be good when they start off with, so boom. So, boom. In college, I was dating a guy. And everything <laughs> was cool up until one night. Hit the fan. He lived in another city, so I would drive to his place, and we'd have date night. This particular night, we go to dinner and a movie and head back to his place for the night. In the middle of the night, there's a violent banging. Come on, violent. This <laughs> is so dramatic. There's a violent banging. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, my word. <laughs> right. There's a violent banging on the door, and I could hear a woman screaming. He looks at me and says, shh, don't say nothing. So I'm like, WTF. First of all, I don't want upside his head if my man tells me not to say nothing unless we're getting robbed. Excuse me. <laughs> um, after she couldn't get in the door, she proceeds to start banging on the bedroom window. <laughs> At oh this God. point, he picks up his phone, calls his friend who happens to be a cop and tells him to send a unit to his place. Meanwhile, homegirl is still banging on the window. She is banging so hard, the window breaks. He jumps out the bed and oh grabs her and pulls her through the window. At this point, I'm shook. What? Right. He pre- Oh, my God. He proceeds to beat her in front of me. She's screaming for help, okay. and I'm screaming at him to stop. What's going on? Should I we call the police? I know. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I picked the right story. <laughs> um, she's screaming for help, and I'm screaming at him, telling him to stop. She gets away. He chases her and starts hitting her again. She finally oh, gets no. away and hides in the bathroom. Meanwhile, she's screaming for me to help her. From the other side of the door. An ambulance and police show up and my statement is taken. Fast forward. Weeks pass. I'm no longer dealing with this man. But my phone rings and it's her. She proceeds to tell me how they had been dating for a while. And he cheats on her and beats her. What the hell? She called oh, me wanting. Oh my God. Uh-uh. She called me wanting advice on what to do. And wanted to know if we could be friends. Needless to say, I blocked Girl! both <laughs> they crazy asses. <laughs> <laughs> that is not funny but what, what? is life <laughs> she got like sis how did you get out <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my god 
why it's not funny it's because terrible. this man is actually ab- abusive. abusive. But the situation is just it's like wild what? Hell. Like girl, what? Oh, absolutely. And could and we be friends? This is exactly why I don't play about watching how people I want to date treat other people because I never think that it could not be me. Right. There's nothing about that situation that would have made me come out of it and be like, oh, but he would never do that to me. Like, no. I would have been sitting in that situation like, oh, he's he's coming for me next. If right. I say anything, he's going to beat I me I would have been sneaking ground. out that window that he pulled her through. Okay? <laughs> no, ma'am. I would not be sitting there watching that. Like, what do you do? This girl screaming for the bathroom. Girl, come help me! Ma'am, you just broke this man's window. Both of y'all crazy. I'm about to go. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's crazy. That that's is very crazy. But stuff really be happening like that. I saw this video um of this she's she was a cop so that's wild already that she's acting like this but apparently her dude was cheating on her in her car or in the car he, she bought him something like that so she's so like time for him chasing him around this car like literally well he's chasing her because she doesn't said somehow she ended up taking the key she got in the car to take the keys out the ignition so, like, he's, like, chasing oh, her, and, like, she would run around the car and go through the passenger side and crawl over to the driver's side. He's, like, trying to chase her through the car, and she'll get out the car and close the door and run back around it again. And the other girl is just like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> Imagine you just wanted a ride, and you're like, okay, now they fight. She was like, no, you need go. to take me home. Like, that's how she kept telling him, you need to take me home. And then, like, he started trying no, to you hit need the to get an Uber, sis. Like, it's it's done for that. Girl, the girl got the keys. Girl, like, it was a mess. Because at first, like, when they was both in the car, she, the girl was sitting in the passenger seat, and the lady is, like, trying to yank her bags out of the car. Trying to yank the girl's bags out of the car. And she was like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. This is what the girl oh said. She's like, ma'am, please don't touch me. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. So then the dude get mad because now he's shamed. That his little side chick is getting. It was just, I was like, what is going on? And she was like, ma'am, it is not worth it. You are a cop. This man is not worth it. Imagine. I would never be kept talking to anybody in that situation. My Uber would have been on the way. As Girl, soon and let they them sit there and look around up, the car. When I tell you I was watching that, like in disbelief, like I can't. First of all, why do you keep going in the car behind her, sir? <laughs> and you know she's going to close the door before you make it to the other side. <laughs> It was so childish. <laughs> she like, no, but seriously, no. And it's... she run and go get back in the car and crawl over the seat. Like she kept like locking the door, and then like he oh would unlock God. the other door, and so she would crawl out and run back around the car. It was a mess. It was a... no. If I witness some man that I'm dating beat a woman, he will never hear from me again. I'm not gonna lie and say I might not want to check up on the woman. Because that's the type of person I am, but also I might be a little bit scared to do so. I think because I don't know what kind of relationship they have. Yeah. And no, and I'm not like attempting to victim blame or anything. I'm just talking about like what, the patterns that I know exist in mm-hmm. abusive relationships. Is that they probably I probably would have assumed that they, they was were gonna together, get back together or back yeah. and forth mm-hmm. or something like that, and I just would have been scared. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, like my max of communication would have been that night. Like, at most, I would have made sure that I got out of there safely and that she got out of there safely and then God bless you, sis. I hope you block this man because I'm about to. Mm-hmm. And that might, that would have probably been, if I would have been more, I would be mortified to see a man and not like, I ain't even gonna try to act tough and be like, oh, we could have jumped him. No, I would be mortified, mortified to see a man 
that I am dating putting his hand on another woman because for one that's gonna shock the shit out of me because you would probably hit me too 100 percent. there's nothing so, in my body that would make me believe he wouldn't hit me mm-mm. and that night I would assume that he was yes now if I tried to help if you got her, a gun and you wanted to me. put something hot in his tail to defend you and a girl do what you gotta do but I'm not swinging on a man that's already beating on a grown woman like he crazy. Mm-mm. Could not. Mm-mm. Could not. The weapon I would have would be the police. And I hate to say that as dangerous as the cops are right now, but unfortunately, that's all we have at this moment. But so if you have stories like that, I, well, okay. Not stories like that, y'all, because that ended wildly, but I. I I don't, I, I, maybe money would be stronger. I really don't know if I could take reading abuse stories, um, but we are here to be relatable. So if you want to share something like that, that's fine. But otherwise, we probably should put a trigger warning on this episode. Yeah. Too, just in case. Yeah. But um, otherwise, if you have other dating stories that you would like to share with us, if you have a coming from you as a woman, a little Barbara versus Shirley type of situation you want to share, you can email us. Again, it is save the day SLS at gmail.com or you can record yourself. And send that to us. Or you could go to anchor.fm backslash save the date show. And then there's an area where you could do a voice message and we could plug that straight into the show. And that is it for the rescue me segment. We can move on. Excellent. <laughs> Why did I know you was gonna say that? <laughs> it's Spanish for y'all, because I've been practicing. Excellent. Okay. Um so I've been looking up some expected dating trends for 2021 and most of them have things to do with social distancing, like internet dating, that kind of stuff. Because but there's I've one, tried, by the way, guys, I haven't updated y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can actually say I have never done any kind of online dating, not officially, like not besides like just shooting my shot on Instagram or something. I've never but, had into the pandemic and I got bored. I did the Facebook love thing. I don't know if I've caught y'all up on that about the guy and his yes. misunderstanding that children he got, says uh, that you uh, have a child. Kid, right. Um, I also downloaded Hinge, but that got weird really fast. So, um, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just saying like, and I'm not, I'm just saying that to say that even in a pandemic, I didn't get on a dating app. And I think something's wrong with me. Like, I think I'm No, just like, you respect them you know people's time because this I deactivated mine after 30 minutes because I was like, <laughs> I'm not serious about this. Because I was doing it because one of my friends, she was like, girl, I get on there just to waste some people's time. But I realized I don't even I don't like responding to DMs. So I yeah. won't respond to nobody on no dating app. And that's why I just went ahead and deleted it. Because the minute I start getting like notifications that people are actually liking my pictures, I was like, oh, these are probably weirdos. And I deleted my account. So I never actually used Hinged. I just created a profile. Child. Well, with that being said, I found some very interesting dating trends. Um, one of them, the other thing that a lot of these have to do with is your political views because that has been something that has been at the forefront of everybody's mind for the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this trend is called advocating as in advocating, but dating instead of Kating. So advocating describes the act of bonding over shared moral causes, such as going to black lives matter protests oh, together or falling in love over conversations about climate change. 
This is a trend that has been building up in recent times with it now being considered a bit of a falling, failing to not have a personal cause to fight for. In the past year, more than 340,000 people on OkCupid said they considered themselves activists. No. And young people are really leading the trend. Recently, 48% of Generation Z women and 41% of millennial women said they consider themselves activists. And Gen Z overall was 11% more likely to than millennials to self-identify as activists. I'm sure. Cuckoo clock. This sounds a lot about bonding. This sounds a lot like bonding over. No, I say this sounds like trauma if you bonding. ask me. Yeah. Because I have done some Black Lives Matter protesting. It's fun in hindsight, but it's a little nerve wracking. It's very scary. It's very nerve wracking, and that's why I haven't done as much of it this go round because I was very. I don't know. It was a lot the first time around for me. Mm -hmm. But I can see that wanting to have someone whose personal convictions align with yours is that just sounds basic. Like, (laughs) right. I I wouldn't want to date somebody who didn't believe that Black Lives Matter. Like, I could never. Like, I could never see myself being with somebody who is an all lives matter or I just don't understand why they have to be protesting in the street. Please. Mm-hmm. Could, ne- could never do it. Um, but it is interesting how many people consider themselves activists these days though. I will say that. Yeah, that's been like a... Will all that be like... It's, I, I think it's social media. Like everybody has to have some kind of title now. Like they have to be an activist or influencer. And that's not a knock to people... For their work and what they do, I just think that people no, are it's just so, the culture like, yeah, like entitled to a title. Like yeah. I do this, I and it's important to me, so I it needs to have a title for it. I don't think that I've ever given myself a title like activist or even influencer. Like someone else calls me that before I ever say it about myself, yeah. and that uh, that's just me not really thinking to say that until somebody else says it. Well, remember I've, I told I've you somebody always... had in their bio that they were a Christ influencer, and remember we were like, "Well, li- that's literally what a Christian is." Literally, just a Christian, <laughs> like I'm being a Christian. Like, okay, um, but I've always called myself an advocate and not an activist mm-hmm. because of how people view I don't know I feel like the word activist is a very heavy responsibility yes and it's not just a couple tweets it's not one or two protests like I think that being an activist is like an entire lifestyle that I have never actually taken on yep but I am 100% an advocate for all things equality Mm -hmm. like any issue of equality I'm gonna be advocating for the underdog because that's what I do and I'm going to find different ways to do it whether it's protesting whether it's you know, giving a speech, whether it's just creating a piece of content to make people aware, like, that's what I like to do. I don't necessarily consider myself an activist because I look at the people that I consider activists and I could not live their life. Nope. <laughs> I'd be like, Tamika Mallory, girl, I don't even know how she sleeps. Man. Like, it's, it's really crazy. And then I, once you start getting active, that literally people. be like, your, like, somebody could stump their toe at Walmart and Walmart don't want to give them a million dollars and they tagging all of them people like my cousin stopped her told the other day you need to stop everything you're doing and help her and it, like that's a lot of pressure to take on for real it's it it, it is I, it, I think you like gotta be called to stuff like that that ain't something that you just decide you're gonna roll over and do one day because it takes way too much commitment to not 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot, but okay. So advocating is a thing. If you meet somebody who is <laughs> on a similar cause as you, obviously you might be attracted to them. So I think that's pretty cool. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to date somebody that's into what you're into. Supports a similar cause. Um, falling in love via protest is not a new thing. I know of a couple who literally fell in love during the Mike Brown Especially the musty ones. Protests. They always find somebody. The, who? the musty ones. The ones that be out there like going crazy, sweating, and they already use natural deodorant. They usually find they love. Candace. I'm <laughs> just saying. That's what I be thinking of every time people with natural deodorant like that just ran <laughs> out <laughs> like they always meet somebody else funky out there with them <laughs> <laughs> they form a whole look. Laugh at that. please go away like i don't want to talk about this with you this is too much okay I <laughs> get... <laughs> all right tell me i'm lying i'm just saying uh candace all right i'm this is it i'm done with the trend watch the segment <laughs> we can move on <laughs> okay uh, moving into lessons learned. First lesson: ignore all of them commercials about natural deodorant. It's it's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson that I have learned is don't let Candace talk for too long on the show because she be saying anything. Oh, they just be saying. <laughs> oh, golly. Like you can stand. I ain't gonna lie. That's the reason I've never tried natural deodorant because I already know. Like I'm not. You will not have me out like with your like overactive right sweat glands. Like listen. one, and I do. I'm not gonna lie. And oh, this is so funny. Ricky Smiley said one time that it's always the real thin, light skinned girls that got overactive. <laughs> sweat. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I do sweat a lot. That's embarrassing. Girl, they be musty with Bob Marley t-shirts on. I don't... Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining a couple right now. They just got married recently, too. <laughs> but they were both oh advocates and, and, and uh, you know, all that good stuff. They were, yeah, activists. At, girl, they was everything. Advocate, activists, whatever they could get a megaphone to start yelling in. They found love in a in a hopeless place and it worked out. So, um, but for real, my lesson learned would definitely be um, that it is okay to communicate that your love needs have changed and and be open. First of all, discovering that for yourself and understanding why it's changed. But then also, mm-hmm. like, it's okay to tell your partner that you need different things. Um, I think sometimes we just want to assume that our partners will pick up on what we're gravitating towards and that they'll be able to meet those needs. But I think we need to make it a better habit of being willing. And I am too an over-communicator. Um, but it's for a reason. It's because lack of communication makes me extremely anxious. And I, then I mm-hmm. start to talk too much. If you ain't talking back, I'm going to keep talking until I <laughs> talk myself out of a relationship sometimes. So, like, I, I just, I do think communication is important, but I don't think you should, like, I don't think you should feel like you're being dramatic just because your needs have changed. Because I think that's kind of what I was feeling like, okay, something's going on. Like, but the reality was, like, 
because I could not get quality time, I needed affirmation. And I think it's yeah. okay to admit that to yourself so that you can kind of figure out why you have that need. So um, that is my lesson learned. Um, Actually, I was going to say something similar is that it's, I think that in past relationships, I did have an issue with expressing my needs because I was in relationships with people who thought that that was arguing. Mm-hmm. So, annoying. Um, yeah, like look for that. Look for somebody who is open to discussing that and be open to that and um, be open to learning how to better love somebody. Yes, you guys connected on this certain wavelength and, and you're doing well, but when you really love and care about somebody and you notice that they're changing or growing, even if y'all are not growing and changing at the same rate. Like, sometimes it doesn't happen at the same Mm -hmm. rate. But be open and humble enough to listen to what they need and ask yourself, can I give them? Right. And then if you can, like, try, like, really do that. Like, do that well. And it always doesn't require changing yourself. Like, it can just require learning like a new thing like when you go to school you learn things and then you use those things you learn in your relationship you learn things and you use them it doesn't doesn't mean that you have to completely change your whole personality all the time or whatever just listen and adapt because that's what is going to help and it could be at the early stages of a relationship it could be later on in a relationship you never know so I think that that is a big thing for myself and for other people for real amen so that's good. And that's it. Um, well, happy Thanksgiving, you guys. You'll probably be listening to this um, around Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoy. Eat really good. Um, I don't, I'm, I, uh, my friend keeps putting me on the list for salad and wine every year, which I think is <laughs> a little disrespectful. <laughs> I like, I'm like, that. why does that keep happening every, like, I look. She was like, oh, I forgot to send you the list. And so I looked and I was like, did she really put me down for salad again? Like, I'm grateful because, I, you know, like, I get to go eat or whatever. But, like, because the last time I tried to gas myself up and say, okay, this is a big job, Candace. I'm a, I went and got me a little pan and put all the salad in there. And then, but I don't eat a lot of stuff. I'm weak. Girl, and I don't eat a lot of stuff on my salad. So I was like, okay. I mean, they can tell me, bring, I don't eat tomatoes and all this stuff. So my salad's going to be basic. I got there. And her mother-in-law was like, um, where's the tomatoes? And where's this? And where's I said, well, you can put whatever you want to on the salad. So now I don't, so I, I don't even. I'd be doing salad bars. So like, here go the lettuce, right. here go your tomatoes, your onions, your whatever else you want on your salad. The eggs is right here. Cheese right here. A little bacon bits. See. You make your own salad. I never would have thought to put all that stuff out because I just literally don't eat all that. I just <laughs> had the first Cobb salad of my life last month. Ooh, and I know it was fine. It was so good. Cobb salad is Chick-fil-A so good. Chick-fil-A has a really good Cobb Don't they? Oh, my God. You got to get the Don't grilled they. chicken while it's hot. It is amazing. I be getting the fried chicken, but the grilled chicken is good. And you put, my daddy does this, and he got me doing it. Put ranch and honey mustard on the list. Let me tell you something. It'll bless your life. Y'all, ooh, it will bless your and life. And Panera has a really good salad. It's the uh, barbecue chicken salad. It is so good. Hold on. It Hold is on. so good. But you can make it for yourself at home because I've been making it. I went and got me some of the little tortilla flakes. So my salad game has stepped up this year. So I'm about to wow them okay, since they want to keep putting me on the list for the damn salad. But they also put me on the list for sweet potato pie. So I was like, 
you know what? I'm not coming in there with no store pie. If I know anything else, I know I'm not about to play like that. So my mama gave me her recipe for sweet potato pie. Hopefully I'll mix it up. If I do, I'm bringing the cheesecake because <laughs> I know I know how to make that from scratch. So worst case scenario, I'm walking in with cheesecake. Oh, but um, yes. yeah. So they have this this uh salad dressing. It is um honey barbecue ranch salad dressing. Oh, it's come on, so somebody. good. That's you get good. that and buy some fajita chicken meat, and mm. oh, that is so good. So, yeah. Good luck with y'all food and stuff. I mean, I don't know why people keep playing with me. I just got an Instapot. I cooked some oxtails the other day, so I know me my husband soon. <laughs> <laughs> Please get off of my phone. <laughs> This is hilarious. Okay. Well, guys, that's it for this episode <laughs> of the Save the Day podcast. Please be sure to leave your comments on our Instagram. Thank y'all for participating on Instagram. That's at Save the Date Show on Instagram. This is a bi-weekly podcast, so you can catch us here again on next week. But next, next week, and that'll probably be our last episode of the year now that I'm really thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, time is fun. Two weeks from now. It is. Um, and I don't know how long our hiatus will be until the next season, but we'll tell yes. you, I'm sure, once we decide. Um, if you have your stories and stuff that you want to include, as Candace already said, you can email us at save the date SOS at gmail.com. You can always DM us on Instagram, uh, at save the date show. You can leave us a voice note within the anchor app. That's anchor.fm. You can search save the date show and there will be a voice note app uh, option. You can also email us a voice note from your yes. phone if that's easier. Um, uh and yeah i think that's it do you want to do your personal twitter handle oh uh, sure it's okay candace that's the same for all of my social media um i'm on clubhouse too so if y'all trying to oh, yeah. get up in a room and talk, oh yeah we about to do some cute cu- cu- little <laughs> some cute stuff i was trying to say cool <laughs> and cute at the same time so we're gonna be doing some cute and cool things on clubhouse wow cute cool cool things on clubhouse try saying that five right. times fast um so yeah, keep keep in touch with us. Follow Stay us up on, on what we're doing. So that y'all can get notifications when we're on and just come in the room and chat with us. Yeah. Um, but all right, I think that's it for me. Uh we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.